Welcome to the Wags of SCI podcast, where we discuss all things life, love, and caregiving after spinal cord injury, hosted by Elena Polly and Brooke Paget. Our partner's spinal cord injuries are what brought us together, and our common bond as caregivers to quadriplegics is what helped us to create the advocacy group, WAGS of SCI, which is an acronym for Wives and Girlfriends of Spinal Cord Injury. We know firsthand the challenges this lifestyle presents, and our mission is to spread awareness and positivity from our unique perspective. So join us each week as we discuss fresh topics and new ideas surrounding relationships, self-care, and living your best life as a caregiver and partner to someone with a serious injury. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Wanks of SEI podcast. Here we go. Let's put this episode on a momentary pause because we want to introduce all of you to one of our amazing sponsors, Wishart Brain and Spine Law. Led by our personal mentor and lawyer, Robin Wishart, Wishart Brain and Spine Law is a uniquely specialized law firm located in Vancouver, British Columbia. They focus their practice on complex spinal cord injury and traumatic brain injury cases and work with clients all over North America as advocates and a much needed resource for the SEI community. Robin and her team look at their clients differently than other firms. You are not just a case, you're a person with a family, a life, and a purpose. Robin and her team are always looking for ways that they can help rebuild the best life possible for their clients by finding them support they need for their recovery, such as assisting with insurance or benefits paperwork, finding resources for home adaptations, setting up medical appointments with doctors and specialists, making sure that her clients are doing okay physically and mentally. Wishart Brain and Spine Law is proud to support WAGS of SCI. Robin is committed to helping clients and their families any way she can because she wants you to live a life and not your claim. Your first consultation is always free. So contact them at brainandspinelaw.com and make sure you mention the WAGS of SCI. This podcast is brought to you in part by Megan Williamson, head coach at Ocean Rehab and Fitness. Live life with an SCI and looking to improve your fitness? Or maybe you're finished rehab and want to take the next step in strengthening your body. Megan Williamson at Ocean Rehab and Fitness now offers online adaptive training programs and one-on-one coaching to individuals around the world with spinal cord injuries. Visit www.oceaninsiderclub.com for more information on how you can get started on achieving a stronger you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Wags of SCI podcast. Our guest today is no stranger to anyone who is on our private group um, and who participates in our social media. She's very active on our on our platform. She's also a social ambassador. Her name is Alexa Ritchie, and we're super excited to have her on the podcast today. Mm-hmm. Hey, Alexa. Thanks for coming on, girl. So a quick background on Alexa Ritchie is that she is an ECE, so an early childhood um, special educator. She's an online health and fitness coach with Beachbody. She's a WAGS of SCI, social ambassador. You have been with us for a very long time. You're kind of like an OG WAG. And of course, she's a dog mom. This is very important. A dog mom to a mini golden doodle. 
and the girlfriend of Ty. So welcome, welcome. Thank you guys so much for having me today. I am so, so excited to be on here um, and just want to take a moment to just thank the both of you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I was thinking back to when I even became a part of WAGS and I think I told Brooke and Elena this, but I truly can't even remember when WAGS wasn't a part of my life um, just because it has become such a huge part of my life. So just hats off to the two of you for creating and establishing such a beautiful um, community of women that we can all kind of come together and support. That's oh, right. Thank you. That's so sweet. We have to hire her to come around with us to introduce us <laughs> this way every time we get a tree somewhere. <laughs> That's really sweet. And it, I feel the same way. Like we, Elena and I always talk about how like we can't imagine our life without the group. It's kind of just like a third arm, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> like always there to like help, always there to encourage. And like we we're really excited to have you on because you have such a strong voice in the community and everybody out there that's listening right now, um, look her up on Instagram. Um, she has an extremely powerful voice in the world of fitness, health. And she also is a huge demonstration of what life can look like if you think positively and you just decide, you know, this is my new life and I'm going to embrace it. And, you know, we're going to talk to Alexa about her story today and how her partner got injured and you're Ty's girlfriend. So any, anybody who listened to our last episode, we were talking to Jessica from Anchor Medical Supplies and Ty is the sales rep that she was just glowing about in the episode. Um, he works for Anchor Medical and yeah, he's uh, Alexa's boyfriend. So um, do you want to get into like sharing your story, um, kind of how you met your partner, Ty, and how he got injured? Yes, absolutely. Um, so Ty, uh, I listened to Jess's podcast and everything she says is 100% accurate. He is, he's a special guy. Um, so Ty and I met, I'll take you back to our high school days. Um, Ty and I met in high school. Uh, back in 2011, we officially met, um, but he was actually in some of my classes and I kind of always thought he was super cute. Um, and in 2011, I was at, we were both at a party and I had said to one of my friends, you know, can you, can you ask him to come over here? I want to dance with him. And for my friends that are listening that know me in <laughs> high school and know, I was not a dancer. So that was, <laughs> I texted, texted my mom and I'm like, mom. I might just ask the football player Ty to dance. Um, so, so just like one of these like dance moves from uh, Elaine from Seinfeld. Is, is that what we're kind of picturing here? That's what we're picturing. That's what we're picturing. <laughs> Those are the best. And like, like pure Ty fashion, he c came over with a smile and we danced and we kind of just hit it off. And I was a year older. Um, so I was in my senior year of high school and Ty was in his junior year of high school. Um, but Ty was not a unknown person. He was the star of the football team, one of the stars of the football team at our high school and just a really positive demonstration of what it means to work hard. Um, he was, he worked hard prior to his accident. He is still a hard worker and, uh, let me get into a little bit of how Ty got injured. So um, Ty and I dated the rest of high school and through my freshman year of college. And a year later, Ty was um, heading off to Georgetown University where he was headed to play football. Um, wow. Recruited, he was recruited um, as a running back. And quickly, uh, his incredible coach realized how athletic Ty was. And they switched him to linebacker. <laughs> Um, so Ty 
playing linebacker. He's a few months into his freshman year and it was my sophomore year at University of Maryland. So we weren't far, but we were in two different places. Um, and decided that with just different things going on, I honestly had some, some jealousy going on with him being at another school and, uh, we both kind of just decided, you know, we needed to take some time, live, live our college lives a little bit. And if our paths kind of came back to each other, then we knew it was meant to be. So about a few years later, uh, in the beginning, I would say in, in August of 2015, um, Ty and I reconnected and we always had stayed in touch. Um, and it was just something that you know, we took some time apart, um, but really grew as individuals. And so when we found our way back to each other, um, Ty had had called me and he was just really looking for us to reconnect. And, um, I was very adamant that I wanted to reconnect with him. So we quickly tried to make plans for me to come and visit and see one of his college football games. That was something I really enjoyed uh, when he was a freshman. I loved watching him play. Um, and unfortunately, those plans never came to fruition because uh, a, a few weeks later, Ty suffered a spinal cord injury. His first game of the season in September, on September 5th, 2015, um, he... Uh, the wide receiver jumped and Ty went in for the tackle and immediately um, became a quadriplegic. Oh my God. Isn't that like, <laughs> it's just like, it's so heart wrenching hearing these stories because I feel like we all kind of go back to that place of like when our partners first became injured, every story is like, he was doing what he loved. Yeah. He was doing, you know, he was living his life. Yeah. And then bam, yes. it just like, wow, everything mm -hmm. changes so quickly. Yes. So it quickly, uh, that quickly changed. Um, and I had 38 missed calls from my parents, um, and a few missed calls from Ty's mom. Uh, and I knew it wasn't good. So, um, my sister actually lived below me in our apartment complex in college. And within my, I, it was, uh, later in the evening when I woke up, I had, again, I had those 38 missed calls most from my parents, a few from Ty's mom. And with moments later, my sister was knocking on my apartment door um, to share the news uh, that Tyrell was in fact paralyzed and we weren't sure what was going to come of it. Um, my sister was my biggest supporter in with that initial, in, like the initial um, shock of everything. She was right by my side. And she's going to listen to this. So I can't thank her enough. She is truly uh, my right hand man. So um, Tyrell's mom told me that Ty wanted me to come and see him and that he was asking for me, given that we had been reconnecting. There was a lot going through our mind. Uh, so 48 hours later, um, my dad took me by my arm and said, we're going to do this and we're going to go and see him to Altoona, Pennsylvania. And that's where he was. He was hurt, um, playing, he, pl they were playing St. Francis university. Um, and Ty was quickly brought to, uh, UPMC in Altoona, Pennsylvania, which is pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Um, and, and I like to say that somebody was watching over him because he had a surgeon that was flown in from Orlando, uh, Dr. Johnson. And she really was, so crucial in supporting Ty's mom in that initial um, 
moment of making a decision of whether Ty was going to be medevaced uh, via uh, helicopter to Pittsburgh or if he was going to stay and they were going to do immediate surgery. Um, and they actually did immediate surgery. Wow. That's super lucky. Hey, mm-hmm. that immediate surgery. So from the time that he was injured until he had his surgery, how long do you think that was? It was no more than three hours. So he went in for what wow. was supposed to be a nine hour surgery. And when they opened Ty up, they, he had a hematoma. So I like to think of it as a blessing that Ty had immediate surgery because the doctors had said that if he was medevaced, he probably wouldn't have made it um, wow. because of his hematoma. Oh my God. Caused by the impact. Yes. Oh, wow. So the, the impact of the hit caused yeah. a blood clot at the site of injury. Um, and so had he been airlifted, it would have burst and oh it would God. have not been good. So I like to say that he is a true miracle. Um, and so to, to lighten it up a little bit, 48 hours later, I walked into the ICU and nonetheless, he was laying there with the biggest smile on his face. Aw, wow. Probably so, so lucky to be alive, right? Yeah. And it was just, I, I looked at him and the first thing I said to him was only you would be able to be grinning from ear to yeah. ear 48 hours after you suffered such a traumatic injury. Yeah. I mean, I remember back to when my uh, partner was injured, there was definitely no grinning. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was so hard and it, it, it just, ugh, it's just, it's so tragic, but in, it just kind of shows who he is like just super positive and resilient. Mm-hmm. And it's really mm-hmm. like commendable. What was going through your mind when, cause you guys hadn't like officially gotten together, had you right. were just talking. Correct. So yep, what was going through talking. your mind? Um, I truly just told myself that it didn't matter. Um, I wasn't even focused on what, what our label was going to be. I truly just realized, holy moly, he needs, he needs me. Yeah. What, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if he needs me as his girlfriend, as his best friend. I didn't really know at the time, but I had so much love in my heart for him that I just didn't care. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm just going to be there and we'll figure it out. And I had faith that, um, he was asking for me and I wanted to be there. And I just knew, I, I just felt like it was almost this pull. Like, yeah, I can't even describe it, but yeah, I, we saw, I saw him and I, I told him, I said, I don't know what it is that we're going to be. I don't know what it is that you need of me, but you just let me know. Um, cause I'm here for you. I think that's super interesting how you were like, he clearly needed me, but I hear it as like, you guys needed each other. Yeah, kind of. You're right. Isn't that interesting? Like how you felt a pull and you're just like, I don't know why, but I just needed to be there. That's, and, and thank God that you were because I mean, clearly we all look back and think we wouldn't be in the place that we're at today without that pull, right? Absolutely. The pull to stay, the pull to like be there and just, yeah, that's very cool to hear. And so how long was he in, um, the hospital and the, and rehab and what kind of happened with your guys' relationship during that time? So first week of him, be- him being in the ICU, I went back and forth and we just, we just kind of went with the flow. Visitors came and we talked about this last night. Visitors actually would say like, who is this pretty girl by your side? <laughs> and Ty, Ty would kind of laugh it off and he'd be like, well, she's my friend, but she used to be my girlfriend, but we're figuring it out. Um, he was super, <laughs> it was super lighthearted. Um, 
And about two weeks into him being in the ICU, he looked at me and he just thanked me and he asked me to be his girlfriend again. And I, it wasn't, I had no, there was no question in my mind. I, I told myself if we could get through the, this initial two weeks of the something rocking his world, turning his world upside down and mine as well, we, we would be able to get through this. We would be able to get through anything. And when he asked me to be his girlfriend, I think this is so important to share. I told him that I would I, with no hesitations, would want to be his girlfriend again. I just reminded him how capable he is and how that we, how we would be able to figure it out and we would be able to find what works for us and just kind of, I didn't want him to feel any sort of insecurities, I guess, and just really wanted Mm -hmm. him to feel proud of the fact that we were going to do it together. Wow. Another example of like, how it really truly is the person's spirit and the person's personality and determination and just who they are as mm-hmm. a person that that is the attraction. You know what I mean? Because like, if you were sitting there and thinking about, oh my gosh, like, I can't do this. And what's he going to need me to do? And this is going to be too hard. If you were thinking like that, you know, mm-hmm. it would be a different story. But it's interesting when when you really love someone, none of that really matters none mm-hmm. of it right you're willing to kind of just step outside whatever comfort zones and just be willing to step into something new oh that's really i amazing. think that's a, that's definitely important to share because i know a lot of like a lot of the new women going through this process right now who are, are going to be listening to this who are thinking you know oh my god like can i do this can i not do this it's at the end of the day like alexa like you've said like brooke has said many times it's you know, this, this life isn't for everybody, but when you know, you know, and you know, not to mention like there will be some like trials and turbulations and it'll be really, really tough. But at the same time, it's like when you know that what you're capable of and you know what your partner is capable of, then the injury itself is not really a barricade. You know, you're willing to go through whatever it takes to go through the process together. And I think that's so good that you shared that with everybody. Yeah. Awesome. It's really inspiring. Um, so the next few months, the next like few years, that was 2015, right? Yes. So what has happened in your life since then? Um, how did you like, did you guys have, um, some, you know, trials and tribulations when you first, you know, got out of the hospital and did you guys have any issues with that? And how did you overcome Yes. So Ty um, went to the Shepherd Center in Atlanta. And for those that follow, um, we are right outside of D.C. in Maryland. So I was finishing my senior year, like I said, at University of Maryland. Um, And so in my mind, I was I was fearful. I was fearful that Ty was going to be in Atlanta at the Shepherd Center. I knew he was going to be taken care of, but I also was worried that I wouldn't be able to see him as often as I may have liked. Um, and he was very, he still wanted me to live my, my senior year of college, uh, and really just do have a balance. So what that looked like was I would, go at least twice a month, I would fly to Atlanta and I would see him and I would, we would do therapy and I truly looked forward to going there. Um, it was just so inspiring to see how hard he worked and to see the same determination, the same grit, the same perseverance that he had on the football field. He was, it was 
the same in his therapy sessions. And to me, that was so moving um, because I thought, you know, this is somebody who had so much taken from him, but yet he is showing up with the same, again, grit, perseverance, resilience that he was showing up with on the football field. Um, so we made it work. Was it easy? No. Um, my biggest fear at that time was flying. And that was the way I was going to get to get to see Ty. And I like to say that he's helped me overcome so many fears because that was my one of my biggest ones. And he told me, he was like, you can do this. You know, when you you're on the other side of that airplane is going to be me. And that was, that was so powerful for me. Uh, so I went back and forth to the shepherd center and we FaceTimed all the time. Um, in the beginning, it was a little bit hard though, because Ty, um, as you guys know, is a quadriplegic. So in the, he didn't have a ton of hand function as he still doesn't. But in the beginning, he really was just trying to figure out how to even use his hands and and what he did have use of. So in the beginning, it was really hard to talk. His mom would call and I would get to talk to him on speakerphone. And that was probably the hardest, hardest few weeks. Um, just kind of not knowing. I, I don't, the fear of the unknown for me is hard and I've definitely um, evolved with it. But uh, um, just that, that time of not being together and not being able to communicate all the time really, I think, um, strengthened us. Oh, that's a good point. And also mm -hmm. I think, uh, Elena, you're probably hearing this as well. I think we need to both point out to you that like the strength of you to be in a different city from your partner, um, and continue your studies to finish your year. Like, I think that needs to like, we need to clap all around for that <laughs> because <laughs> oh my I, God, yeah. right. Elena, yeah. Like I remember yeah. when my partner was injured, I couldn't focus at all. I didn't have the mental strength at the time to mm -hmm. prioritize myself and prioritize what I was doing and, or even focus on anything else. And I know Elena, you probably felt the same way, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was like deep into finishing my education. So I actually like my, my commute was two hours there and back to my university from the city that we lived in. Um, so I actually had to drop out. I remember I was sitting like the courses that I was taking was like death and dying. Yeah, and, yeah. and it was, um, a lot of really, really heavy psych and sociology courses that I remember just sitting there and getting like random phone calls from, uh, physicians in like, in a VGH here and ICU being like, Hey, can you come down here? We need this. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is insane. Yeah. And even after going back to school, even after that, like Brooke, you know, this, like having to like go to school and still have to go you know, through the motions of like SCI life is really, really hard. So yeah, I don't know how you did it. You're yeah. a crazy woman. <laughs> no, I, you. I think that's what makes you like a big role model is like, it just shows that with the right attitude, anything is truly possible if it's what you want. And Absolutely. you clearly wanted to finish your studies. You clearly wanted to also be part of his life. And like making that work is just, it's really something to be admired. And it shows like, not only like the strength of you as a woman, but also the strength of your relationship and how you can make it work through that is just like awesome. Thank you guys. So sweet. Yeah, totally. um, so when Ty, so then Ty can't, he was transitioning home and I remember um, feeling this kind of overwhelming feeling. And I've also, I've recently been talking to a few wags who are transitioning home locally. And I just can't wait to welcome them home with open arms. But I just remember thinking, what, 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 what was this going to look like? How, how is this going to, 
um, unfold. And I just remember our families, our two families, just really coming together and just making sure that Ty and I both knew that we were supported and loved and that between my parents and Ty's parents that we had the support at home that we needed. And um, because Ty played for such an, a great university, he had an outpouring amount of support from the Georgetown community, which was nothing short of amazing. So when he came home, Ty was actually given two choices. And I think this is going to speak a lot to what can be done with your mindset again. So Ty was given the choice to drop out of college because he got hurt in his junior year of college, or he had the option to move back onto campus. Um, and Georgetown was going to remodel the apartment and make it accessible for him. And like in pure wow. fashion, time made the decision to go back to college. And I was just so incredibly moved by that. He was just under six months out of wow. being post-injury. And I think he knew that he wanted to resume the most amount of normalcy that he could. And so his mom actually stayed with him uh, for a month uh, when he moved back into Georgetown and took, did most of his care. And Ty finished up his undergraduate degree in 2017. And it was truly inspiring. If you've seen, um, I've shared before, Ty told myself and his head football coach, I always planned on walking across the stage at graduation. And that's what I'm going to do. And he did. I have seen that. I have seen that. It's a very, very touching video. Um, and so he finished, he finished school. He began a master's program. He stayed on Georgetown's campus because he does his, he uh, does all of his therapy down in DC. So it was about a 30 minute ride, um, from Georgetown to his therapy. Um, and like, again, I said, our families both were so supportive. So when Ty was in the Shepherd Center and he was doing all of his inpatient therapy, his mom um, took some time off from her job and she stayed with him for four months. So when Ty came home and he needed to go to therapy three days a week, my mom, who actually worked from home, stepped in and she was Ty's um, way of getting to therapy. And that is just a beautiful, it was a beautiful thing for us that we had um, my, two, my mother and Ty's mother who kind of just kind of put their heads together and were like ready to help support the both of us. And my mom knew that helping support me was supporting Ty. And so Ty did his therapy. He still is doing therapy. And he just actually before the quarantine, right in the you know, middle of February, right, middle of February, end of February, we actually moved in together. He moved into the apartment that I've been living in. And I like to say that quarantine was the best test. So Ty moved in and, um, I, I was so excited. I was, it was, we had just come back from a trip from Jamaica and I, we were just excited and he moved in and then all, everything kind of started happening. We, everybody was put on shelter in place. And what was going through my mind was, wow, like what a beautiful opportunity for us to grow as a couple. I 
there was never really an opportunity for us to get to spend that much time together, actually, since his accident. Um, and I actually truly believe that we've done the most growing, the most evolving throughout these last two, two and a half months. Um, so if you follow me, you know that I am an avid fitness lover and truly just believe in taking care of yourself. And with time moving in, that also meant that I was going to take over all of the um, responsibilities as his, as his caregiver. So I, I will share that I am Ty's main caregiver and, um, we still are able to have a beautiful relationship. I know that some people, I do get the question often, um, is that a weird dynamic that you are a caregiver and his girlfriend? And no, it is not a weird dynamic. I love it. And I always say that if the roles were reversed, Ty would be doing the same thing. And I know that he would be caring for me just like I care for him every day. And does he have any care um, in the mornings or night at all, like even before COVID or during COVID or has anything changed for you guys at all? So um, before COVID, uh, Ty did have a um, personal care assistant, a PCA, who came and just helped him in the morning. And but that was it. Um, he really just helped um, him get get to his clothes and in the beginning, he helped him put his clothes on. But Ty was really independent before his injury. Um, and so he really was striving to kind of be as independent as he could post-injury. Good for him. That's and really did COVID awesome. change any of that for you guys? Like, um, did you feel like, like, did you have your care coming in at all or no? Uh, no. So before, when Ty made the decision, when we made the decision to move in with each other, I actually um, suggested that we try getting rid of um, the PCA. We both agreed that we didn't really need the PCA. Um, and so, yeah, we don't we don't have any help that comes in the mornings or afternoons. Um, Ty has is able to get himself up and out of bed independently. Um, we have our closet set up that Ty can access all of his clothes on his own. And, um, yeah, it, it honestly has been, it's been a beautiful journey and just kind of figuring things out, learning kind of what we both can do to better each other, having conversations. He asks a lot, what can I help you with? Um, and really just encouraging me to take him up on things, right? When he moved in, I'm like, mm. take the trash out. You can take the trash out, put it on your lap and really oh just. Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> holding our, our love, our loving, um, men to high standards, right? It's still so important, um, for us to, um, still, and obviously respectfully, but it's still important to, as a woman, um, still hold true to what you want and what you need. Mm -hmm. I love that. So kind of going backwards a little bit, sorry, I jumped into COVID. Can you tell us how the heck you came across Wags of SEI? Because I heard a lot of um, what you were saying was that you were really excited to go through rehab with Ty and like go through all the process with him. But how in the world did you come across the Wags of SEI? So um, back in 2018, a little after you guys um, launched and kind of established Wags of SEI, I stumbled upon it on Facebook and on Instagram. And I remember just thinking again, like somebody is putting this into my life for a reason. Right. And I remember, I remember in the beginning actually feeling not, not sure. I was unsure. Um, but I, I was, I wanted to see what it was all about and not 
not for a minute since I became a part of this group have I ever once questioned it. It was the best, most incredible decision, choice, stumble upon I've ever had. Um, and it's truly just speaks volumes to the both of you um, and the strength that the two of you had to really just look around and notice that, you know, so many other women could benefit from what the two of you were going through. And um, I remember reading about how you guys found each other. And I was just so touched. Um, it brought me to tears. And I truly just believe that the two of you are lights in this world. And I remember connecting with the both of you and just feeling like they get it. They, they get what I'm going through. And if they get it every, you know, I, I can help them. I can help them and they can help me and all the other women, um, mm -hmm. in this group, we can all help each other. And it's just mind blowing for me to see the numbers and the amount of women in the group. Um, and just really seeing this group evolve and grow and, see the two of you evolve and grow as leaders of, of this incredible group. Well, I think there's something to be said about like the power of not just community, but the power of kind of sticking to that. I want to live my life to the best of my ability. I want to have the best relationship that I possibly can, regardless of my circumstances, regardless of the issues I may have to deal with, with my partner. And I want to just make the most out of my life and, and have solutions and not complain and not be, you know, yeah, of course, we all have bad days. But I feel like you're a shining example of you don't have to let those bad days take over. You don't have to let mm -hmm. them ruin who you are. You don't have to let them ruin your relationship. If you're both committed to proper communication and I feel like that's why you're a social ambassador, Alexa, is because and why you're just such a, you know, a shining like voice in the community is because you have that personality that's like, I want to see the plus side, I want to do the most that I can with what I have. And I want to make it the best that it can possibly be instead of letting it succumbing to emotions, right? Absolutely. And I think just one thing that I really wanted to highlight, I thought a lot about, you know, my in the beginning and what it looked like for me and for all of the women listening today. Um, I just want or whenever you are listening, I just want you to be mindful. Um, and just remember your where you are on your journey is exactly where you should be. And not to compare mm -hmm. yourself and your your relationship to others, but really just use um, the couples and these relationships that you do see as hope. Because I remember seeing couples that were doing so much more than Ty and I were in the first year, but they were in their fourth year, right? They've been doing this for three years. And so really just encouraging um, all the women to just remember that your journey is your journey. Um, 100%. That's, just that's, yeah. have hope, but not don't let the the beast of comparison, um, you know, steal your joy. Totally. That awareness is huge. Thanks for saying that, Alexa. I think both Brooke and I, even like when we were brand new to this injury, we saw a lot of couples that were like, I don't know, four or five years out or like 16 years out being like, um, is it going to be possible for us to be there? Like not even in terms of like relationship or ability. It was just also like, you know, having to control over those emotions after injury. It's like, are we ever going to be able to come to terms with this? Are we going to be able to go through acceptance? Like 
all the pieces that fit together with that. So thank you so much for saying that just being aware of you are exactly where you need to be in that process. Because you know, the time keeps going. And one day you're going to look back and be like, holy crap, it's a blink and all those years go by and you're so much further than you ever thought you could be if you do the work and you just kind of sit with where you are supposed to be in the moment. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, that's very, it's very true. And yeah, I, I just, I can't say enough about your, you just, it's interesting. We're on the phone right now. We're recording this and I can feel just like the love that's coming out of you. And, you know, I find that there are lots of times when, you know, you just, you just are love. Like you feel love, you are love and you emit love. And I feel like there's a lot of times when people, when other women are in positions where they just don't see the light, they don't see the love, they can't, they're in, you know, due to various reasons, depression, anxiety, they just aren't coping. What would be some advice you have for those women that, you know, they, they almost don't like you because you have too much light. I don't know if you encounter that on your fitness yeah. page either. I don't know if you have that happen on your fitness, on your various fitness platforms where people are just like, oh, she's so roses and sunshine. What are your, um, what's your perspective on that? Just a quick note here. Sorry. I remember having those feelings about Alexa when she was leading the last workout that we that I did <laughs> in my kitchen. Remember, Brooke, all, all of us had her join <laughs> yeah. in for the Wags of SCI workout. It was like, like weekend, weekend morning. I'm like sweating for profusely out of breath. She's like, she's pointing out. She's like, come on, Elena, you can do this. I'm like lying on the floor dying. being like, who is this woman? What, what is she doing here? Stop. <laughs> so I, I love that you asked me this question. I want to share with everybody listening that this was not my personality. Um, prior to Ty's injury. So I was a very anxious, glass half empty type person. And this changed it for me. I saw that Ty was given a second chance at life. I saw that Ty and I were given a second chance at a beautiful relationship. I saw all these beautiful opportunities come into my life. And I started reading. And when I started reading, I started kind of looking for books that just talked about finding joy and letting leave, you know, leaving your doubt behind. And that is kind of how I um, lead with love and light. So I really try to think about what I put out is what I'm going to get back in. So what I put out into the universe is what I'm going to get back. So yes, do I have bad days? I absolutely do. And I try my best to share all about that on my um on my Instagram and my Facebook. Um, but the reality is the, the more time that we spend complaining or worrying is what we're going to get back. And so I truly just try, um, throughout the, the books that I've read and the different authors that I've listened to really just taking their advice and their, um, expertise in what it looks like to have a positive attitude and what that sounds like. And I know sometimes people are like, this girl has is like too happy. Like if you saw me this morning, I was dancing on my Instagram just because that that was just makes me feel good. Ty had a little spill this morning. He fell out of his chair and that we, we just, that's how we get through it. Right. We laugh, we have fun. I dance and I put it out there for everybody to see that don't take your life too seriously. Right. Everything's going to be okay. And my advice to you who are listening um, is that if you need somebody to listen, I'm here to listen. I know that 
you probably have a lot of people that can listen, but I am always willing to lend a helping hand, whether that means uh, sending you a book in the mail that has worked for me um, or just reaching out to you. Maybe it's once a week. Maybe we have a Zoom call. I'm a huge coffee drinker. Maybe we have coffee chats and we just talk about um, what it is, how I can help you. And I'm no expert, but I like to think that what I've gone through, somebody else is probably going through. And if they reach out and ask for help, then I would be just feel honored to support and help and love on all of these women that I am connected to. And let's just face it in this day and age when the world is very heavy right now. And I know, you know, we've probably all been feeling it. Uh, the world is heavy and it's very hard to kind of absorb all of that and just trust that everything is happening for the right reasons and for the greater good of humanity. And so I've seen on the group, there's a lot of women that are struggling. So ladies, mm -hmm. take Alexa up on that offer. I mean, it's, it's hard to find um, a woman that can maintain this kind of attitude um, throughout the hardships and throughout mm -hmm. the changing times right now, especially and come out on top. So I kind of wanted to ask you, you mentioned some books, who is your favorite go to author at this moment? I love Brene Brown. Very inspiring. Yeah. Yes, I, I do. I love Brene Brown. Uh, one of the first books that I read of her was The Gifts of Imperfection. Mm. I highly recommend that book. That's a really good one and just kind of really sparks your, um, like, your heart to just believe that when things aren't perfect, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Love that. I think people beat themselves up a lot about having, you know, bad thoughts and having bad days. And it's all mm -hmm. part of like, your process. It's all part of some, something, regardless of what you believe in, whether it's God, whether it's spirit, whether it's the universe, regardless of what religion you have, these feelings come to you for a reason. And it's how you deal with them. That is everything, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Or not deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> and deal with them later, or they'll come up in yeah. a different way, right? <laughs> exactly. But that is actually like, I love everything you both are saying, because that is the essence of this community. You know, mm -hmm. the, the many women through not only Instagram or the private Facebook group, um, the Wags of SEI private discussion group, is that there are so many, there are so many different avenues and, um, you know, forums for us to kind of like chime in for each other. You know, somebody will post about a topic that somebody else is going to have an answer to or an opinion to. And throughout everything, like especially with the ambassadors and, and with you, Alexa, is that we're able to constructively give each other advice without judgment and just mm -hmm. kind of say, hey, girl, I've been there or I understand or maybe I will be going through something that I feel like there's always a platform for women to kind of come together and learn something from, which has been really, really great for us. Like you were saying, thank you to us for the beginning of this group. But truly, it's like we're getting so much from from the wags of SEI group and the ambassadors and the women being a part of that is that we get so much in return that there are days that I'm like, you know, I don't really know where I would be if I didn't have the advice or somebody to laugh with or cry with about what we're going through. So, you know, it's such, it's bigger than us really. And then I just want to touch on one more thing that I know you guys um, wanted me to touch on and that's just self-care and I'm just going to talk a little bit about how I have really established such a strong routine, which helps me be a better caregiver. 
Yeah, let's get into that. Let's get into how you got into like, have you always been an athlete? Yes, I have. So you always were like into working out, always into fitness as part of your life. Yes. So uh, fitness has always been a part of my life. I was an athlete in high school. And um, I think that that's also why Ty and I are, are, you know, we go so well together because we do both have that kind of like athlete mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started really, really taking care of myself and just take holding myself accountable for showing up for myself because I, I truly noticed that um, when Ty and I were together and I was, um, doing some of his care, um, a, you know, a few years ago when he was still living in Georgetown, I would stay with him on the weekends. But, um, I noticed that I would get frustrated if I didn't take care of myself. I would get, I would have less of a fuse. So I was a little bit more impatient. Um, and, and it was around that time that I was spending so much time in Georgetown, um, and, and on the weekends with him that I was like, wow, I really need to establish some sort of routine for myself. So every weekend when I was in Georgetown, I either worked out on the rooftop of his apartment complex or I went to um, a cycling studio nearby. And not too long after I kind of started doing that, um, Ty was like, wow, like you are, I can tell how much happy you are when you work out and when you take care of yourself before you know, any before pouring into anybody else, right? It was all about filling my cup where Mm -hmm. I was doing anything um, for him. And so I had been uh, in touch with uh, an instructor from one of the cycling places that I had been to. And she just reached out to me and thought that I would be a really good um, person to coach uh, on her team. And you, you don't really need any prior experience. Um, and I really wanted to be able to have a platform to just motivate and inspire other women to just understand the importance of serving themselves first. And, and, um, even though it might be really hard in the beginning to find 30 minutes, um, of time for yourself, I, I know myself that in the beginning, uh, and when I was staying with Ty, I, I, I felt like I didn't have 30 minutes, but if you're, if you get really intentional, um, about your time, you can make third, even if it's 20 minutes, even if it's 10, I, I tell people, even if you start with a three minute walk and you just take three minutes to yourself, like pouring into yourself is truly one of the best things you can do. Because if you take care of yourself, you're definitely going to be able to help take care of other people. But if you don't take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. it's going to be really hard to help Mm -hmm. take care of others. Yeah, I find that I find that a lot of the time it's like you have to train your brain to do the things that your body needs to do for yourself. Like a lot of the time it's that it's that hurdle of your mind. And I only say this because I've been going through this like through COVID where I'm just like so comfortable being at home and just being super chill that now I'm like, you know, that 10 minute walk with the dogs. I'm, it's just about just getting up and just going. Do you find that where it's like, you just need to, you just have to like commit, you just have to do it. And then after you're like, Hey, I went from point A to point B and I made it and I got there and I feel so much better. Even if it's 10, 20 minutes, you're like, I did it. And then your brain can see what you're capable of doing. So sometimes it's almost like getting up and just literally follow your feet. Absolutely. I also like to, um, 
I like to, if I'm laying down or I'm just feeling like stuck, I'll tell myself, okay, I'm going to count down from five. I'm going to say five, four, three, two, one. And on one, I'm going to get up and I'm just going to do it. Yeah. How long long do you think, like, what is your view on establishing a routine? How long do you think you have to do something before you, it becomes habit? 21 days. Yeah. Three weeks. I think three weeks you really, cause you're, you know, the first week you're like kind of excited. You're like, this is fun. This is new. I feel good. The second week can be a little, the second week can be a little bit harder, but that third week, I feel like you, you almost get that, like, you know, when people say like you get a runner's tie, you almost yeah. get that, like that, like endorphin high, right? You're, you're proud of yourself. You're excited. And I think three weeks shows yourself. All right. If I can do this one more week, that's a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's huge for a lot of women that don't have time. And that's why I signed up, um, with Alexa. I think it's like over, a, it was just over a year mm-hmm. um, for beach body. And I remember, cause I remember I did P90X when I was like, Oh, with, with Evan, when I was like, Oh gosh, 25, 26. <laughs> and we did it together. And it was like one, it's like an hour and a half workouts. It's like really challenging. And so I remember when I found out Alex, Alexa did uh beach body, I was like, Oh, I wonder what that's going to be like. And then I saw like the workout catalog was just like the Netflix of workouts and how there are so many options for like 10, 15, 20 minute workouts, get in, get out. There's literally no excuse as to like why you can't do that. Right. That's what I liked about it. I was like, Oh my God, there's literally no excuse. No reason. (laughs) Right. Well, let's talk about the 21 day fix ladies. I mean, in seven days. (laughs) Oh, you did seven days. That's good for your first time. I'm going to, I'm starting a new 21 day group, Elena. So we're going to get your butt in there. Yeah. I think we have to, I have like, I, we have a wedding next month. You go to knock on wood. We're dancing the wedding party. I'm like, I can't, I have nothing to wear. I don't know what I'm going to wear. So I think it's time for me to like really get going. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's just so easy to do. I love the 21 day, the extreme workouts. I just keep doing them over and over again and mixing them up mm-hmm. with like walking and stuff. Cause it's like, yes, literally 20 minutes and you're bad combo. You're bad. Yeah. I realized during quarantine though, I was like, I, cause I continued on like, not like every single day, but I continued on with the workout, but I found that like I needed to add in an hour ish walk during the day and not be afraid to go out. Cause like at the beginning I was like, I'm scared to go for walks cause I'm scared of COVID flying through the air. And then <laughs> after two months of not walking outside, I'm like, okay, I need to like get out there and walk. And I feel like it's such a good combo. Cause it's like you're bagged at the end of the workouts. And then totally. just having like a nice walk where your workouts like mid or your, your heart rate's like mid range. It's so nice. It's such a nice combo. It mm-hmm. is. And I'm sure, um, also, people have seen, I did want to just touch on this a little bit. Um, you know, just getting out and taking, you know, like Brooke said, um, just getting your body moving, taking walks it, I found myself in the same, in the same boat and Ty actually too, I call them our family walk and roll. Um, we like to go at the end of our day and just kind of just get out and, um, just kind of appreciate our surroundings and, um, everything out there. But before, uh, you know, this comes to an end, I do just want to share that, um, Ty and I are always showing different, um, like modified workouts and different things. And a lot of people have been asking just different ways that they can work out with their partners. And 
just, I just want to encourage you to try it. Uh, cause Ty and I worked out together a lot before his accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to another wag yesterday about how that was one of the reasons why we just kind of figured it out, right? Working out was such a big part of our lives together, po- uh, pre-accident that after his accident, we were like, we're going to figure this out. And it's so empowering and it's so, such a good feeling to work out together and just, just really encouraging. I know that even mm-hmm. like when we do boxing, like we have like those yes. flat boxing gloves, like even when like women don't understand, like when you're helping your partner, it's hard work. Like at mm-hmm. the end of like a 60 session, 60 second punching session, you're like in a squat, your hands are out, you're like dripping <laughs> with sweat and you're like, wow, this is a good workout for me too. Why not? Right. <laughs> right. I'm like holding totally my ground, trying not to get punched, ac- you know, hit across the room. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a meat punch. When these guys get going, it's like, woo, watch out. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's such a good couple's workout, punching and boxing. It's like the best. What would you recommend? Um, well, we 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 told our, our listeners that, you know, you're a beach body coach and you have the workouts. Would like to know what your favorite workout is right now on the catalog. And also what you would recommend for an at-home workout. What is the best not bang for your buck, but best way to work out at home if you don't have that much time? What is the best thing you can do? Let's see. So my answer, my your the first answer to your question is my favorite workout, favorite, favorite, favorite workout on the catalog right now is uh, a workout from the prep. Um, and that program is led by Amwala Caesar. And I, he's one of my favorite trainers, but that is the workout is called endurance and agility. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Like super butt kicking, but also you feel really good after. Oh, awesome. And then for, for those of you that, you know, or people who are struggling with establishing time or, um, just trying to kind of figure out a routine, uh, I would say, you know, you can send me a message and I can send you a workout that you can try. Um, I also will put together different workouts for different people, um, based on their needs. And I would say if you're, if you're still really feeling stuck, just head outside and, mm-hmm. you know, take walk, take a walk. And, uh, if you're not a runner, but, um, I would say, you know, jog for a minute, walk for a minute. Uh, that's how I started. Um, if you've been following me, you've seen that I, I am running a run and lift group right now. I, w- I am not a runner. I've never been a runner. Um, but I started out in the beginning of quarantine where I was just like, I want to, like, I want to run. I have energy to like mm. get out. I needed to get my energy out. And so I started out running one minute or jogging one minute, walking one minute, jogging one minute, walking one minute for as long as my body could do it. And then the next day I increased it two minutes jogging, two minutes walking, two minutes jogging, two minutes walking, um, and just kind of built up from there. That's awesome. That's really awesome. I think like in society in general, and I know I've been very guilty of this is like you expect instant results. Like I know Elena and I used to yes. joke about it like, Oh, did the P90X ab ripper one time expects eight pack. <laughs> but it's like, I think people like really need to get wrap their head around the fact that going out and moving is better than not. Right. Yeah, and you totally. shouldn't give yourself a hard time about you know, oh crap, I only walked at a medium pace. Like this isn't good enough, but it's like, you have to start somewhere, right? (laughs) 
Totally. And my thing is just to like, give yourself grace, right? Like just be, be kind to, I say, be kind to your mind, right? If, if you walked 10 minutes, celebrate those 10 minutes because you literally could have been doing anything else, but you decided, you decided that you were going to put your two feet on the ground and walk for 10 minutes. And that's 1000% better than nothing. So yeah, just give yourself grace, be kind to yourself. You were human. If you don't get up one day and you don't walk one day, tomorrow's another day. And that that's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. And enjoy the we, process, right? Even absolutely. if it's even if it's not up to your high standards, as a woman who wants instant results, you still need to enjoy the process. You're still living, right? Go to the go to the totally. gym for four hours, expect <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger results, right? Eat healthy for one day. Wonders oh why, my god, that's right? good. That's me. That's good that's that you brought me. this that up. Is me. Okay, I'm really that's glad you brought this up. Healthy all day. Why? Why is my? Why do I feel bloated still? <laughs> No, I'm really yeah. glad you brought this up because we need to address nutrition um, and your views on nutrition um, because yes. I think that's a big, a big thing in our community. Eat well to feel well, right? Yes. Um, what is your, what are some tips that you have for, as far as nutrition? What's, your, biggest, what's your food philosophy? <laughs> my food philosophy is balance. Balance is key. Um, I don't believe in depriving yourself of any, any food group at all. Um, I personally, um, follow the meal plan, um, that comes with the programs that, um, I use. So if, if anybody is looking for guidance on nutrition, I do run nutrition only groups. Um, but my philosophy on nutrition is to be balanced. Um, food is fuel, right? So whatever, what you're putting into your body is fueling your body. Um, and I think that it's, it's really important to, allow yourself to indulge. Um, what do you I indulge have, in? <laughs> what do I indulge in? <laughs> yeah. I, those, those cookie ball things. What about I've been wine? seeing a lot of those cookie ball things. I want those. <laughs> um, I like, I like to make my own, like I'll make my own stuff, but recently my newest my own wine <laughs> is these health, healthy Twix bars. I'll, I'll send you guys the recipe. Um, cause they're really, really good. Yeah. But balance, good. just really balance and, you know, eating, eating to fuel your body, eating, um, rem- just, I always think like, am I eating for energy or am I eating because of emotion? Yeah. Ooh, I like that. You know what? Once, um, a psychologist gave me this like analogy of if you look at your body and your brain as a vehicle, yes. every vehicle to run needs gas. If you don't put anything into this vehicle, you have no gas to run. So ever since, like, I remember hearing this when I was like a teenager and I was like, oh my God, my car has no gas. I need to get gas. Yeah. <laughs> and that is literally like your brain, especially when you eat, your brain needs a lot of nutrition, the good fats to operate properly so you can think, so you can be the beautiful creature that you are that is very intelligent and use your brain. Yes. And your body needs that source of nutrients to be able to do things like going for those quick walks or jogs or whatever. You know, it's so important. So I love that you said that the key to life is balance. The key to a healthy mind and body is balance, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm really glad that you also said about, you know, how the point from a caregiver's perspective, as someone who cares for their partner full time, how you said um, when you work out and take care of yourself and eat right, that you just are more tolerant and you have more to give. And I think that's so, so important because 
I know what that feels like. I know what I was like the first year of my partner's injury, running on all cylinders, just kind of going through the motions, not really looking after myself and it catches up with you. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, I haven't done anything for myself in so long. And you do have that shorter fuse. You do where it's like, it's just, you're not balanced. It's natural. Yeah. And like when you don't look after your mental state, it's just everything. And so I feel like a lot of the women on the private group, I see their comments a lot about they're stressed out and, you know, hormones are everywhere and they just don't have tolerance. And they're just, Mm -hmm. I feel like it has so much to do with taking that time to go for the walk, taking that time to, you know, plan your meals and make sure you're eating properly. And it just makes your body and mind so much more balanced because everything works together, right? Absolutely. And it's just that it's such a beautiful reminder. Everything works together. And also just remembering that taking some time for yourself doesn't mean that you're that you want to be away from your right. from your partner. It doesn't totally. make, it doesn't make make you a bad person because you want to take care of you. Mm-hmm. It it actually makes you a really strong person to be able to recognize, "Hey, I need a I need to take care of me so that I can be a 100, you know, I can give you 110% yeah. of of me to you." That's right. That's right. Taking time away is not selfish. Taking time away means that you can refuel refuel yes. your your passion and you know what yeah you know what though i feel like for women who have partners with very high level injuries um and the ones that are not independent um for example you know my partner he needs a lot of help he needs a lot of assistance he can't be alone for very long it's just the way that it is but there's also an opportunity for a perspective shift you have to be away in order to be away. That's right. You know That's what I mean? Right. And there's a lot of my life that is, I'm a, I'm away, but I'm not away. I'm still available. But there's that respect between the two of us where it's like, okay, I'm going outside on the patio for an hour, or I'm going in the bedroom for an hour or even half an hour. Like yesterday, I covered myself with the whited blanket and did a 20 minute meditation. He doesn't bother me. He respects my time and it just resets you. So I feel like for the women listening that have you know, that are the full-time caregivers that have the higher level partners or the vent dependent partners. It doesn't mean you have to necessarily go away to have self-care. Right. Thank Yes. Thank you so much for saying that. That is especially during COVID, right? Especially during COVID. That's a beautiful point. But for, for everybody that is listening, um, I, that is why Beachbody was so convenient to me because it meant that I was working out in the, in the other room. Mm -hmm. Um, for example, I'm going to I'm going to get real with you all today. Um this morning while I was working out, I heard a really loud bang and Ty had a spasm and he fell out of his chair. The beautiful thing about that was that I pressed pause. Yeah. We got him back into his chair. You know, I I took a moment to make sure he was all right. I said, "Do you need anything else or do you mind if I finish my workout?" I'm obviously just in the next room if you need me, just call for me. And that that is kind of the beauty of why these programs have worked, I think, so well for me is because mm-hmm. uh like you, Brooke, um, I, I don't I I can leave Ty um for for some time, but um I feel like sometimes if I don't have to, um why like I don't need to. And so these programs have just been such a beautiful reminder that I can take care of myself in the in the other room. Yeah, and speaking of the other room, I literally go um First off, there's 
there's, I'm not just trying to sell this program for Alexa. I'm just, I'm speaking from my own experience over the past year and a bit. There are, you can literally do most of these programs in a six by three feet space. Like I'm not exaggerating. Like I lay my yoga mat out on the corner of my room, close the door. Um, I have a big full length mirror and I work out there and I still get my sweat on and I still do my yoga there. And it's just like, you can literally do it in a walk-in closet if you have to. There's no, there's no real excuse, right? Yes, there is. I was doing mine. I was doing mine in the bathroom. Oh yeah, like, we live in <laughs> the bathroom. Remember that? And That's the, awesome. The door was. It was it was horrible though because like the ventilation there is not the best. So I would come out just dripping sweat <laughs> on sweat the yoga mat on the bathroom. <laughs> It was, and I would, I would be covered and sweating. Dad would be like, "What just happened in there?" I'm like, "It's not for your eyes to see. You don't want to know." But like, that's good for you to say that. Like, you work out in the bathroom. You can work out in a closet. You can take that time to sit in like shavasana, lay down, and meditate wherever. Right? It's like you don't necessarily need to be away to be away. Yeah, totally. So in order to wrap this up, Alexa, if you could give any piece of advice to any WAG who is starting out this life, brand new with the SCI life, what would it be? Anything about anything. What is your motto that you run with that gets you up and at it and having a beautiful relationship? Um, so I'm sure that Ty is going to listen into this podcast, but I'm going to steal, I'm going to steal from him because this is something that he, he kind of took on very early on and we've kind of taken it on together. And so that is left foot, right foot, breathe, repeat. Even if you can't walk, Ty can't walk, right? All, most of our partners are all in chairs. Um, and it's just a reminder to just take one step at a time and just to remember that no matter where you are on your journey, I promise that you are exactly where you need to be. And if you have dreams and you have visions of where you want to go, it's really just a matter of working for it. And if you need somebody to kind of say, yes, you can do this, um, come find me. Um, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. And just really, this is just a reminder that you will get through this um, and you are worthy of everything that comes your way. And just a reminder that you are all of these women who are in this group, you're beautiful, you're strong, and I'm here for you. And for those who don't know, what is your um, Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is The Good Life with Lex. And on Facebook, it is Alexa Lynn, L-Y-N-N. Awesome. And then, of course, you can find Alexa on the Wags of SCI website as well. And she's always, you know, on the private group, kind of contributing. She's always online. She's always available. So touch base with her if you want uh, just an ally in life, I would say, not even if you're interested in fitness. I mean, she's definitely Mm -hmm. someone we all need as a a close friend. Yes, that I was going to say that whether whether you're reaching out for fitness, nutrition, whatever it is, you could be reaching out to me for nothing related to Beachbody and I will, will I will stand beside you. Love that. So if you guys don't want this conversation to end, please follow her and come join the private discussion group on Facebook, the Wags of SCI private discussion group. So to wrap it up, thanks so much for listening to the Wags of SCI podcast today with Alexa Ritchie. Advocacy and Outreach Group Wags of SCI is currently a volunteer-based operation. 
We raise funds year-round to pay for date nights for our couples, essential medical supplies that our members may not be able to afford, mental health support for our WAGs, including counseling, and our amazing meetups led by our volunteer ambassadors around the globe. If you feel called to support our mission, please visit our website, wagsofsci.com, or donate directly to the Wags of SCI GoFundMe page. We thank you for your support to help make this group possible and make a difference in the lives of SCI couples worldwide.